Tommy, Ocean Chinook or Puget Sound Coho, what is your palate favor? And you drop yeah. that kokanee on top of that barn door halibut's head, 67 feet of water, and he was not happy about that. Well, I don't know. What do you think? Boxers or briefs? Ooh, I'm going to have to go with a European cut speedo. Fantastic. Excellent choice. I yeah. love tuna. I do love tuna. Heck yeah! <laughs> hey, you know, I have a buddy who refers to Canadian geese as flying carp. Obviously, he's not cooking them. <laughs> he clearly, right? Oh, ocean snook. Seriously? Hands down. Really? Hands down. I don't fish for coho. Ah, good point. Hey, speaking of grind, can you tell the difference between ground deer and ground elk? Honestly, taste the difference. You know, Dwayne, we only get one chance to live this life. Mm -hmm. And you will always regret the things that you don't do. So you know what I tell people? Buy the damn boat. Hey, you know, the facts are some days are just a grind. Welcome to Fish Hunt Northwest, the number one fishing and hunting talk show throughout the Pacific Northwest and beyond. Now here's your host, Dwayne England, and of course, the infamous Tommy Donlan. Welcome to Fish Hunt Northwest. We are coming to you live from the shores of Summit Lake. Yes, that's right. Dwayne England, Bill Herzog. You are back. I am. Tommy is on leave. Tommy's got a few things going on. We're waiting for that baby announcement. A couple things happening today, I believe. So stay tuned. You never know. We could get the uh, text message during the show. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad you were available. I'm available because, hey, man, you live right next to Ground Zero for summer run fishing. There's so some I, opportunity. I yes, here, there's right? some opportunity around the corner from here. That is yeah. for sure. And uh, we're trying to take full advantage of that. Not today exactly. It's a little moist today for my uh, for my liking. For your liking. Morning, I don't yes. know where you folks are all tuning in from or if you uh, dared getting out today or if you have rain, but we can definitely rest assured we've had rain pretty much all day here mm -hmm. in the Olympia area. And let me tell you, it's uh, it's getting to the point of uh, concern. Well, <laughs> look at my outfit. I'm wearing... I'm wearing a toque tonight Yes, for all rights and purposes, yeah. it's wintertime outside, and so is our fishing conditions It was wintertime. It was Maybvember last month. It's now yeah. Junevember, and it is, it is, uh, it is January, chilly. January. Yeah, January. It's yes. January, and it is, oh, it's 95 here, Blake Manning says, down in California. Oh. Isn't that nice? Oh, hopefully you're, you're hanging in there. Uh, sounds rough. We are uh, <laughs> we're getting doused with a, a little mm -hmm. bit of a, an atmospheric river, which is typically mm -hmm. what we hear sometimes about mid-November, sometimes yeah. in December. Periodically, we'll get that forecast in January. Here we are, almost mid-June, Bill. Uh, and and water like I, I don't ever remember. Well, normally we're praying for rain right now. If you're a river fisherman or a spring chinook fisherman, mm -hmm. steelhead fisherman, whatever you want, oh, what I would give for just a little bit of rain. We're all going like, all right, all right. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Stop. Yep. You we're good. You hold on. It's, it's been ridiculous. It really has. Well, here we are. Uh, as I mentioned, almost mid-June. This time last year, we were setting records. Yeah. Not for rainfall, for, for excessive heat. We had that heat dome going. We were like 112 yeah. degrees here. Well, you guys are nice cool. Yeah, we, was. It was, yeah, it was like air conditioning here compared <laughs> to you on the yeah, east side. We had but 126 degrees. You know, it's time. 60 degrees today. We're almost 60 degrees in difference from a year ago. Wow. And we have precipitation that we have not seen seen, I mean, this is darn near biblical, although, yeah. you know, I'm not worried. We got boats, so we'll be fine. But, right, but if you look at the, the historical rain 
levels yeah. and how much we get. Yeah. It's just never happened before. No. It's been We've had wet Junes before, mm-hmm. but not to this level where it just keeps happening and happening. Jan- Jim Hansen says, 80 here in Idaho, rain's coming tonight. Yeah, you're getting this stuff that'll come right over the yeah, mountains yeah, yeah. and actually sprinkle down on you for a bit there, Jim. But uh, I'm telling you, we're on, the, we're on the forefront of it. It comes in off the ocean here, mm-hmm. and it, we are getting hammered. We are inch to two inches throughout this region over the next 48 hours. And uh, it's, again, i just not used to this type of condition. So we're going to get into it a little bit later sure. when mm-hmm. we're talking steelhead fishing and what we had last week, what we had yesterday, right. what we have going on right now, what it's going to do as we work our way through through this weekend and into next week. And hopefully, eventually, we're going to be on that downhill uh, trend and we get to those water levels we're accustomed to right. and you know it really then is like oh this does feel like summer steelhead fishing. Uh, the right? good news is remember that winter gear we didn't get to use last year? Yeah. We get to use it now. We're pulling it out right How now. So that? hey before we get too far along here I want to remind everybody if you haven't please take some time jump on over to www.fishhuntnw.com our webpage check out what we got going on there lots of blogs all our social media platforms can be linked from our uh, webpage and also take some time you should be able to click right on front and center FHN 20 coupon that is the edge rods 20% off all rods all the time unless they have another special or bargain attached to them other than that every rod you order that doesn't have a previous coupon or code you attach FHN 20 at checkout you're going to save 20% and those kokanee rods we've been fishing for plug rods for those steelhead, get 20% off of those. Get a couple of them. You're going to save, you know, in a, in a pretty good amount of money to put a few of those in your boat. So, and, and oh, by the way, you can use them for kokanee fishing, too, in case yeah. you didn't pick up on what I'm throwing down here. I'm, so, t- I'm shoveling yeah, it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, lots of, uh, lots of good options there. They make a rod pretty much for every fishery you want to take on. So, uh, with that, Bill. Yes. Let's uh, let's kind of get to what has been happening and what's going on. You know, we've had some uh, we've had some openings, we've had some closures, almost we, in the same day. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the emails from WDFW are flying off the shelf. A lot of it in the good column. There's very little in the bad column when it comes to closures and you know things that we can't go do right now. Had another shrimp opener today, mm-hmm. Hood Canal, and then of course Area Nine was open for shrimp this morning. Not sure what the participation factor was with the weather forecast. Uh, and what is happening, but I just did not have time to run up to Area 9 and get back here in time for the show, so sure. I, you know, and, and test new rain gear, so uh, <laughs> I know uh, Buddy Matt Messing was probably out getting it done, and, and a handful of other folks, so there's that to look forward to, but you know, uh, we had we had a pretty unique situation with how the um, the seasonal fishery opportunities came out of North of Falcon this past year. Mm-hmm. And and one in particular is Area 11. They, they split it into two parts. We're going to have this June opportunity, and then it was going to, if it sustained all the way through June, then it would roll right into July, sure. open July 1, and just continue through September. Well, we had a, we had a quota-based fishery initiated June 1st. And with that... We had certain numbers we had to stay within, and unfortunately, they announced here the other day, temporary pause, if you will, uh, for salmon fishing south uh. central Puget Sound Marine Area 11. The closure went into effect Friday, June 3rd. It wow. was literally open for 72 hours, thereabouts, wow. right? Yeah. They said the estimates from catching sampling creel surveys indicate the fishery, which performed very well since the opener... Those, again, three days, three approached days. the harvest quota and had exceeded the unmarked Chinook encounters. And that's really the one they monitor 
closely is the unmarked Chinook encounters and, of course, your sublegal population. Mm -hmm. High encounter rate with that is cause for concern. So the first half of the season was scheduled to be open uh, roughly through June 30th, which uh, we had already kind of mentioned. Quota of 580 hatchery marked Chinook. The total encounter limit was only 432 wild fish and um, 752 sublegals, but we ran up against that 432 wild component, shut it down, basically 72 hours. They said, you guys have already encountered too many wild fish, we've got to shut it down. Well, we're paying for good fishing right there, right? Being punished for yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. That's, that, you got um, My friend Mike, he fishes there every single day. Yeah. Right? He, he's, he keeps his boat down at Nero's. He's out there. He sees, he says there's 50 boats off Gibson. He knows 50. what's going on. He sees all, yeah. all the, it, it was really a popular, well-attended A lot fishery. of participants. Lot, because right. fishing was good, right? Right, and when, when it's good, it's what happens. The catch per unit effort was like three times higher than, than the average. And this means, yay, we got a lot of salmon. Yay, the killer whales are going to be eating good. Yay, right, catching yeah. fish. But all yay, those things, all those things are good. But yeah, yeah. So the uh, the area eleven fishery will reopen July first, as was scheduled for the summer fishery. Anticipated to be open until September thirtieth. Mm-hmm. Again, this is a going to be a quota based fishery, as all of them are. So they have uh, numbers they're uh, going to pay attention to. Now, second half of the season, we have twenty eight hundred plus just a few hatchery marks Chinook to go after. And sublegal encounter will be 3,373 fish. So numbers significantly uh, increase when we get to that true recognized summer fishery mm-hmm. starting July 1st. Unfortunately for right now, Marine Area 11 is closed. Area 10 will open here before too long, though. Sure. Mid-June, we get uh, we get resident coho fishery opens up. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Area 13 is still open and producing a few fish for some folks that are, you know, getting out there and getting it done. It is. But the problem is, again, when fisheries are this popular and this good, you got all these guys who know how good 11 was. Well, those fish are only going to go south. Well, yeah. below the bridge. Mm-hmm. And what's been going on down there, too, down south has been just a gong show because so many people are piled into the few areas where there's yes. fish. Yep. And, and again, I got my spies down there. My friends are fishing down yeah, there. Yeah. And they say if fishing is, has been good with that kind of pressure. You know, Chinook are a very pressure-sensitive creature. Oh, you yeah. know, and they, a lot of them have been caught a lot. And with all those lines in the water and all the people pounding on them, it, of course, the, the success rate has went down, but it's still not bad and pretty good fishing. Well, one thing that's happening in Area 13, too, is we're getting reports of an abundance of bait in certain areas. You know, mm-hmm. we got a lot more bait flushing in. Uh, the past couple of years, we've actually seen a pretty good influx of anchovy into the into that area. And I talked to persons in the know, like David Trout with the Squally Tribe. Mm-hmm. He says, you know, the, the washing of all these anchovies is fantastic for steelhead smolt survivability because what happens is the seals... Uh, tend to now go to those uh, those bay areas where those anchovy get up into the shallows for spawning, mm-hmm. and it draws the seals over there, and that's all their attention's yeah, drawn there. Busy. And those steelhead yeah. kind of migrate out of that lower basin, out of the Nisqually, and they kind of get on out there. They've seen that's a cool. much higher, uh, you know, survivability of those small releases. So there's goods and bads uh, mixed in there. So uh, you know, spring chinook too on the mind of many, still mm. very strong and happening. And we got some good right. stuff going on. More days added on the Columbia River plus. Uh, Chinook limits increased. I'm, I'm amazed. 192,900 fish. What did they say at the beginning of the year? About 100,000? 122. Oh, so 122. We, we got 70,000 70, more salmon mm-hmm. and kings. That yep. is way up from the preseason forecast. And uh, and we're getting rewarded for it, though. Yeah. We can do fish. We can fish in a lot of areas. Yeah, we do. Yeah. And here's the coolest part. Mm-hmm. The Kalama. 
where you and I may or may not have we been We may have been earlier. there once or twice this year. That's still going strong. Okay? Very good. We have places very well. like the Nooksack. Who would ever think you'd fish the Nooksack River? You don't say Spring Chinook right? and Nooksack River in the same no, sentence no, anymore. No. You do in 2022. Well, you say a lot of things in 2022. <laughs> but and, and the Wind River, which right. has been perpetually closed. Yes. Hem and Hon, back and forth. That's happening, too. And there's a certain river up on the coast right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say its name. All right. But it had been one of the best Spring Chinook years in history. You know what else? This is exciting. And rained, and the fishing has been amazing. This rain has been good for that. The size of the fish, the quality of the fish, the fatness, the girthiness of these fish is just, they're so healthy, right? Yes, they are. Very healthy. And uh, that would would also, you know, kind of tie in with these uh, amazing returns we're seeing on some levels. You know, ocean conditions, we've talked Mm -hmm. about it. Last couple of years, we've had a turn in the conditions, cooler waters, better upwelling, more forage fish are back. Yeah, so Uh nutrient base is strong. Um, The uh, to to find these constant updates, if you're struggling to keep track of what's going on, the easiest way is simply go to WDFW uh, online, just WDFW.org, and click on the news tabs. That news tab will actually load in all these announcements, all these news bullet announcements. Mm-hmm. It couldn't be easier. You don't have to go hunt and peck in freshwater, saltwater, whatever. If it's happening and it's a change, if you don't want to go to um, emergency you know, regulation change, opening or closing, if you go to news, they pretty much list a lot of those, if mm-hmm. not most of them, right in that news tab. Pretty easy to find and navigate. Mm-hmm. Simply go to news tabs. Two additional sturgeon days added as well. Yesterday, the 8th, of course, you still got the 11th lower Columbia sturgeon fishing. Keep sturgeon fishing has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. I know a number of guys, it's just been lights out. They're getting their clients into great numbers of fish. Um, seems to be an abundance of keeper size, which is really good to see. And then additionally, the summer Chinook season expected to run June 16th through the 22nd uh, from the uh, Astoria Megler Bridge all the way up to Bonneville. There's an opportunity there for those summer Chinook oh, <clears throat> coming in early. I mean, we get that. This is the 16th through the 22nd. doesn't sound like much, but we haven't gotten that. That hasn't been on the table here for a bit, so pretty uh, pretty awesome to see mm-hmm. uh, these yeah. fisheries bouncing back and the fish being so healthy and the runs being so robust. So pretty exciting stuff. Lots of opportunities. Speaking of which, we have more. Uh, Bill, do I yes. dare say more halibut days? Tommy and I talked about this last week. Wow, talked about this weather. If you're confused about it, just simply look outside right now. But <laughs> the weather uh, in May and as we got into June here, but early May, end of April, um, just horrible. So many days no go on sure, the ocean sure. for, for opportunity. And, but the happy part about that is mm-hmm. fishing for halibut and t-shirt weather. Oh, it could be that. Too. You know, and we you got get, um, you get more season. Absolutely. We yeah. got days mm-hmm. extended. Uh, the coastal additional June dates, Marine Area 1, the 13th and the 20th, Marine Area 2. And we'll get into this later with uh, one of our guests coming on. June 28th and 30th. I mean, we're going to fish halibut right up in the end of June, probably get some decent weather. Wow. If we don't have a big swell and a, you know, a wind wave and all that going mm-hmm. on collectively, we got some decent days out there in t-shirts, man. We got multiple days added to Marines Area 3 and 4. Based on this weather that we've been up against, it is extending our season. You know, last couple of years, because of COVID, we had lack of uh, effort and opportunity. Sure. Those seasons extended because it's quota-based all the way into August. People had to decide. Are you we got, about Washington now? Yeah, we're going to go. We got to go after tuna. <laughs> well, they're still not around. So let's go halibut. Let's double down. Let's get some salmon, too. I mean, we're talking about fisheries that, you know, when they start piling on top of each other, that's kind of like what we used to do back in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, we were right? confused. Fish was so good. We were frozen with indecision. Absolutely. What do we do this weekend? There's. What do we do? Yeah. But isn't that nice having a choice? 
I do love it. Yeah, Carl says the commercial trollers are killing an area too right now and off the coast. Yeah, I've kind of heard mm-hmm. that same report as well. Um, you know, Puget Sound Halibut season two. We got uh, we got some great opportunity coming up um, wow. with the extended days. We got the third and twelve. Area five is going to open June third, and that was what yesterday or two days ago. What is it? What day is this? Uh, it's in the ninth. But oh, you're okay. close. I'm close. Within a week. Public yeah, school. But twelve days. Yeah. Hello. In yeah. Marine Area six through ten. Also open the June third. Twelve, 12 days, days as well. Yeah. Uh-huh. As, long, as long as we got fish, yeah, we're going to keep fishing. And twelve, and once we got uh, areas 11, 12, 13 are closed to halibut. But I, I have seen a picture one time of a guy holding a halibut by the Narrows Bridge. Which was which is pretty cool. I didn't think they even got down that far. No kidding. But we can't we can't mess with them because they have the rockfish. We can't we can't we can't target them. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, plenty of opportunity coming up. And uh, guys are chiming in. Hey, want to say hi to everybody chiming in here this evening. Uh, lots of stuff. We call it swag, guys. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Always a swag. And uh, but uh, a lot of good comments on here. People are excited about fishing. We get halibut days. We got uh, salmon days. Things are coming up. All right, uh, running down the show. We yes. got a uh, we got a little technical glitch going on over there. No big deal. We'll just uh, storm right through it. So no thing. Huh. I can't do anything right now. Oh, okay. Well, um, running down the show. Here we go. Back on the river, Herzog. You and I, mm-hmm. my man. We were um, we were having a day. Yeah, I'm not doing this because it was good fishing. My hands are freezing. Oh, okay. It's still cold in <laughs> it's here. It's cold out here. It's we got out. Yeah, hey, we, we got did. out last week after we did. we did the show Thursday. We got out Friday. We're going to talk about that a bit. Mm. We also got out yesterday. So we've been on the river, chasing summer on steelhead. Yeah. Uh, twice since we did the show last week. Um, not really polar opposite days, but condition-wise, yeah. we had pretty close to same. Some pretty interesting dynamics. Yeah, that changed I, us I've, I've seen things that I've never seen summer run fishing yeah. this year. Yeah, it's interesting. So mm-hmm. you know, what did we learn, right? Mm-hmm. And then of course, uh, we'll uh, we'll move our way through the show here. Uh, show here, Daryl Johnson, Ocean Opportunities, Far Corners Express Sports Fishing. Uh, with a full report on lingcod and halibut and salmon, mm-hmm. and uh, also some tips for success. He's been uh, getting out there, weather window opportunities, and when they have been able to get on the ocean, the fishing's been really good. Well, halibut you, and lingcod fishing's been good. Well, we got to find out, you know, how how he's been doing, where the where the fishing's good, how it's been. Bottom, I want to know. Yep, I don't know all about that stuff. So. Uh, and then, of course, we are going to have a conversation. I made a few phone calls the last few days. I want to find out what's going on up north. I mean, we got this guy Comichet is open. Oh, baby! Yeah. And uh, summer on steelhead, and and you know, one of the earliest opportunities for in River Chinook mm-hmm. uh, that is not a Columbia tributary. Right, we're right, talking right. June yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, early fall fish. We got the uh, the Chinook opportunity on the Sky Comish, and both in regards to steelhead and Chinook, that's uh, things have kind of uh, s- uh, s- switched a bit. There's some things happening with the steelhead production and what they're doing, and there's some wow. things happening with the with the Chinook and production and what they're doing. And we thought you guys would like to hear all about that. Then we're gonna mm-hmm. close out the show. We got some hot topics to cover. Got some announcements of some events that are coming up, and of course, oh boy. we got our FHN Max Lure and uh, Potsky prize bucket there with all kinds of stuff. Well over a hundred dollars worth of stuff in that swag bucket there. So lots of gear, lots of things going on, and uh, that's pretty much what's happening with the show. So. Uh, uh, are we not able to jump out for a commercial? Give it like one minute. Give you one minute? Okay. Mm-hmm. We're rebooting. So, uh, Bill, we will uh, we will talk just a brief bit about this weather um, as we compare our steelhead outing. So last Friday, mm-hmm. we fished a river that basically it was almost double of what the normal 
annual mean for this time of year would be. Mm-hmm. And then we went yesterday, and, and it was it was double of well, what we fished the week before, right? So yeah. it is uh, it is almost four times more than it than it normally is. Last week it was twice as much. So mm-hmm. you know, I kind of looked at that as we were starting the morning out, going, "Huh, you know." Usually for summer on steelhead, you're picking pockets. Right? Yeah, and you're hitting ripples. Yeah. Top ends of holes. Right. Any, any deep spot. Right. Any, any deep greens. Yep. Yep. But uh, this, no. You're going <laughs> to, no. 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 What's interesting is we're, <laughs> we're fishing levels that are, um, they, they, would, they would be ideal for wintertime. Yeah. You'd be like, oh my God. It's if this so- was March, that'll do. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So, so we're kind of like, like getting March anyway. Right now, yeah, you know, we didn't get it, but we're kind of getting, kind of getting there. Getting but it. so, the water in it, you know, it's everywhere. Yeah, talking to those guys up north, Skykomish is yeah. just raging. But and they're having to change up their approach and and kind of help where right. you're finding fish, right? Yeah. It's like in the wintertime when we get high water, it's going to push those fish to the edges, the soft edges, mm-hmm. inside curls. They're going to tuck where they have path of least resistance. Now in the summertime, when we have normal flows, as you just mentioned. Them things are in the buckets. They're in the little the little pockets. So you look for that dark green. Like, oh, there's a there's a three foot pocket that runs for you know twenty feet. Yeah. There could be a fish laying in there. You better Throw fish it. it right? Better fish it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> with what we're seeing, it gave us a lot of opportunity to present different techniques and different and because we have to when you get in this type of situation where you've got edges. That are great for for floats right. can, when you can run a straight line. Right. You got these big choppy wide flats. I've been swinging spoons over those. You yes, know, you have. Cover those for you know? summer run. Yeah, pretend. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the we got the deep places where we've been mm-hmm. running the divers bait. Yes. And so you, if we stuck with one technique, you'd be stuck with fishing one type of water. Mm-hmm. And in this kind of situation, where fish could literally, because of water temperature, and the, how they're so fresh and moving, mm-hmm. they could be literally anywhere, especially on a cloudy day. You know, they, they've got cover, they've got flow. You, it it uh, makes our job a little bit harder, actually. I'd rather make it higher, push them right to the edge. Okay, they're on the edges. We sure. know that, like the guys in the sky, Comish. Yeah, yeah. Or later on, when it drops, they're going to be right there in that hole. Now, <laughs> what side of the river do I cast to, mm-hmm. right? And yep. you, you, it's just a, a crapshoot. Well, at that point, for me, it comes to, like, you're picking pockets. It's right. like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to be ready to go, and I'm going to drop this in. All right. We're going to save the rest of this for our conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to jump out for a quick break. We come back. Don't go anywhere. Stick around. Uh, Bill Herzog and I, we're going, to, we're going to really drill down on this summer run steelhead fishery. What has been going on? What this current weather is doing mm-hmm. <laughs> to yeah. our river systems and yeah, what we right can expect. Now it's not good. Yeah, right now. So, all right. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in two minutes right here at Fish on Northwest. A Northwest favorite for almost 40 years, Arima boats are manufactured with pride right here in Bremerton, Washington. Arima Boats offers all of our boats with Honda outboard packages so that you can take full advantage of the reliability and five-year top-to-prop warranty from your Honda outboard. With literally thousands of Arima Boats on the water throughout the Pacific Northwest, Arima Boats are a proven hull design that offers incredible fuel economy and all of the amenities that a serious angler is looking for. All Arima boats are built without any structural wood materials. That is why we back our boats with a lifetime warranty. All of our Arima boats are designed to maximize deck space while also providing ample seating. 
Contact us today at Arima Boats for all your boating needs and let us help you get out on the water. Today, the need for quality private security services is at an all-time high. Contract Security Service provides day-to-day -day peace of mind as they protect people and property. Here at Phoenix, we provide service for multiple state and federal contracts with services ranging from uniform, patrol, alarm monitoring, canine detection, executive protection, as well as investigative work. Phoenix client management models are built on understanding our client's security needs and responding with a tailored program that is best fit for them. Phoenix provides excellent customer service through well-trained, highly motivated security professionals. Recruiting highly qualified officers is the first step in building a strong team. Currently, we are comprised of 70% prior law enforcement and military veterans. If you are prior military or law enforcement, go to www.phoenixprotectivecorps.com and apply today. Hey, welcome back to Fish Out Northwest. Wendy Glenn, Bill Herzog here in studio. Uh, so, Bill, picking up where we left off, steelhead yes, fishing. Yes. Summer run steelhead fishing. And mm. let's talk about last week. So, we approached the river. We had, just as I mentioned, a, a, just a bump above normal mean of flow. Okay. But it gave us the opportunity to, you know, we're on a bait divers with coon shrimp, which produced uh, very well. Mm -hmm. we, uh, we hit some fish on uh, uh, worms on jig heads uh, and fish on spoons. And for you... Loving to throw metal and will do that anytime you can. And trying to convince people that, yes, you can catch summer on steelhead on spoons, on spinners, right? Sure, yeah. Uh, in these water conditions, because what, I mean, we got flow. We got just a hint of green. Sure. And, and you got a lot of area that is now accessible to cover with metal. Well, you've got these big, wide areas that all of a sudden have depth. And when you have two feet plus of water, these mm -hmm. fish, again, not very tall. They're Correct. moving and they're fresh and they're moving. Yep. They're not they're not hunkered down in holes. They're going places. Yeah. And they're laying out in these big flats. Right. There's virtually no other way to present, unless you want to present a jig 18 inches or 12 inches under a float. Yeah. But then again, you're only still working one, mm -hmm. one path. Yep. When they're from a point A to point B, and you have literally 100 feet of area they could be in, yep. you've got to sweep that entire area in the flash of a spinner. The flash of a spoon is going to do that. It's going to do you. that. And it's going to go over this whole area easily. The only other way to achieve that is like in our wintertime flows and right now with what we saw yesterday, <clears throat> excuse me, even the week before, we have mm -hmm. enough flows that some of these long stretches, you, uh, not you, but other persons, you can actually bobber dog, right? Well, absolutely. With, with very light weight, you can bobber dog. And if you have three sticks in the boat. There you go. The quick thing is you have yes. to set... You set a wide, a yeah. wide swath right there to make so it a pack. If everybody's not fishing the same line, well, ultimately, we like to spread it out from bank to boat and then uh, distance apart, right. you know, 15, 20 foot spacing, you're covering a grid. It's almost like a moving grid pattern surge. And it's just a matter of time before those baits or presentations moving through water collectively is going to bump into a fish, sure. right? And we got what we have clarity. So you, oh, yeah. you do miss the fish by three or four feet. They'll come for it. Oh, yeah. They'll see it. Yeah. Um, so yesterday, even with the flows we had, we found success. We, sure. uh, we, to be honest, though, we didn't put any in, the, any in the boat, but we hit a number of fish when it was, it was actually tougher conditions yesterday than what we experienced mm -hmm. the week before. Well, a lot of our water we fished, when it gets higher, all of a sudden those runs suddenly become too quick. Right. And too, too much moving They water. blow out. In the summertime, who yeah, would have thought, right? Right. right. Mm -hmm. We're like, oh, we can't even, I can't even pull divers through there. This thing is just ripping. No, this was a wonderful spot. 
last week with you know 500 less CFS, yeah. whatever it is. Now it's a one or two cast on the edge, move on. And just keep moving. Yeah. The other thing is you think, oh man, that looks choice. Let's park the boat here and uh, let's go give it a go, right? Spread out, gonna throw a metal, gonna throw a, a worm jig, gonna maybe bobber dog a, a bait through mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. And then you walk up and you stand there and you go, wow, this thing's ripping. Water is really that moving. That thing is really here. moving. And, and when, you're moving, when you're moving along with the current it looks in the great. boat, it looks terrific. Yeah, looks know? fantastic. But, but, so. Uh, yeah. Now we have this atmospheric river hitting us once again. Oh, man. So just getting good water, you know, and it's the, such a tease. The, the amount of rain that's fallen and what the rivers are doing right now, when you look at the future cast of rivers, mm -hmm. that graph right there, there should be very little to no color in the dots representing each no, individual no, river sure or tributary, right? Right. A lot of those should be white dots with no color. The uh, The color graph at the bottom tells you what those colors re uh, indicate <laughs> based on flow. Right, and the darker, when, the darker the color, the more, oh, the, the more, oh man, we're yeah. gonna be on the mm -hmm. sidelines a couple days. When yeah. you see dots in the summertime in red, okay, look, if this is, early May and we hit some warm weather and we have snow melt and sure. we couple that with a little bit of rain, that you're going to see some color. Yeah, yeah. We're almost at the midpoint of June. But I mean, like, snow melt is now becoming a serious issue because yeah. we're finally there. And we have a ton of snow coming down. And we got all this rain hitting now. So yeah, yeah. of course we're going to see the graphs jump up like that. So right, I don't care right. where you are in the state right now. A lot of these rivers are going to experience a wash of water. Oh, some of them will get off color because it's truly a, the first big push. What we saw mm -hmm. just just uh, five days ago where the river went up and we were just waiting for rivers to drop back down. Mm -hmm. This here today, tomorrow, and into Sunday is going to exceed what we just experienced. So what happens? Killing me. Water rises, me. Yeah. grabs all the debris and stuff off the shorelines, mm -hmm. flushes it all into the river, mm -hmm. lots of wood, we, lots of sticks. We saw new trees. We saw trees we down saw new yesterday. Trees yeah. That normally you see after a storm in the wintertime. Right. It was it like, was it was only 3,000 feet and that tree's like, I give up. So, yeah. um, it's like I said, probably had enough. It got hammered all winter long and it goes, that's it. It's, <laughs> it's just, it's kind of unprecedented to mm -hmm. be in these conditions. The nice thing is the long range forecast after this big, now look, one thing we can look at is go, well, you know, rising water brings fish in. Yes, sir, it does. And there has been a decent amount of fish showing up. And that's a good thing. Will that sustain? We like to think early and good numbers means good size run. Normally, coming when in. early always means a lot. There's no yep. such a thing as, well, maybe they're late. There's, there's no late. That <laughs> no, late they're either coming they're or they're not, coming, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we can hopefully look at this and go, well, and I guess truly... The gauge on this will be this next week when these rivers drop. Mm -hmm. If you have a summer run river near you and have opportunity to get out mm -hmm. and these rivers drop into shape and get down, you don't have to wait till it's at that mean flow of what you're accustomed to. It can be double that if you got nice green conditions. Sure. You're just going to fish it a little different. Your approach is going to be different. You're, Think of you're it, still fishing in wintertime conditions. Yes. The calendar, the calendar means nothing. Around right now. It all depends on what the river looks like and what's happening in, in the water. Those fish are steelhead. You yeah. may be subjected to a little higher flow but the clarity is going to come right. back extremely fast. Right. We used to say, if you took a, a, a summer run steelhead that comes in in August and a winter run steelhead that comes in in January and dump them in the same river at mm -hmm. the same time, mm -hmm. they're both going to lay in the same place. Absolutely. It doesn't matter what species they are, they're going to react to certain conditions yep. every time. They're going to react the same. That's why you catch downriver summer run. Mm-hmm. In December, yeah, and you could pull you could pull that darkened uh, you know rebriding summer run out of that hole, and the very next cast you can pull a fresh winter fish right next to it, and vice versa. And it happens. Here. It's a creature of habit, yeah, yeah, yeah. and mm -hmm. the matter of a while, they're gonna they're gonna kind of navigate the same mm -hmm. way. So, I'm excited about 
I mean, I'm tired of this weather. Sure, but and, and, all up and down the coast, I got my my friends and and whoever from Oregon. Yeah, several rivers down there are doing great. Same thing. Lots of summer runs. Yeah, they're good from the Skykomish the coast. They're they're here. Yeah, you know, and this what gets me excited is. This is not going to stop. Well, I want to see them. I want to see the Canadian rivers get them back. Oh, yeah. If the Columbia follows suit, mm-hmm. if everything else happens now, are we going to have a good time on the, the east side in, in the fall? In the I east hear side. you. The other thing, the other component to this that's exciting is all these out migrant smolts here in May and June. Gone. There's been plenty of water for yeah, high warm, warm survival, out. man. High survival. Water is moving, which flushes them out fast. Birds can't get them. Predators. There, yeah, yeah. There's a. They should be really good numbers. High survivability, though, though we all are also up against, we had some pretty significant floods in November, which wiped right. out a whole lot of red. So yeah, it's it going to be kind of a toss-up to see what our true survivability is and how many smolt we're flushing out. I'll be curious to get a hold of a few folks and see what their smolt traps in May actually look like. But, um, you know, there's a lot of good positive things happening sure. right now, plus with these ocean conditions <clears throat> that we continue to talk about. Um, got a lot of good things going on right, right. now yeah, for let, fish survivability. Let's carry it out another month or so. Yeah. Let's say we don't get any more rain. Well, the good news is the ground is super saturated right now, and it never is this time of year. Yeah. So we're going to get more flow all through the summer yeah. than we usually ever get. Probably. So this, is, this means good fishing and good survivability later on than mm-hmm. usual. It could mean end of July, August could be just... Absolutely fantastic. fantastic. Yep. Yeah. yeah, well, it is a La Nina. I anticipate, as I told you, summer's going to be here July 5th, because it always rains on the 4th. As usual. Yeah. And uh, we'll be down at Bowie 10 the latter part of August, so that, rest assured, we'll it's have rain snow. by, yeah, yeah, we'll have rain by August 15th. <laughs> so I'm looking at a summer window, Shing, between uh, July 5th and August 15th. Get your suntan in, because after that, <laughs> we're back to rain and misery, mm-hmm. though the fishing is going to be outstanding as we move into the fall. So can't, can't wait. Can't wait, man. All right, we're going to jump out for a quick break. Appreciate everybody signing on here. You got questions for me or Bill? Just go ahead and fire them off here. We'll try to answer as many as we can on the old uh, ticker here. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, lots to talk about. Yeah, uh, Daryl Johnson. We're going to get him on the phone and talk about some ocean opportunities coming up and what's been happening out there. Uh, we come back from this break right here at Fish on Northwest. Sportco, an outdoor emporium, is the largest local outfitter in the Northwest since 1975, providing thousands of people affordable outdoor gear. Make your next outdoor adventure more affordable by shopping at our warehouse-style pricing. We are a local Scotty dealer, offering sales, service, and repair. Located in Fife and Seattle, come visit us today. The outdoors await you. It's easier than ever to browse homes and connect with an agent on the go with Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate's mobile app. With the app, your home search is synced across all of your devices, so you can pick up your home search anytime, anywhere. Take full advantage of an enriched, mobile-optimized map search experience. Use location services to quickly find homes near you that match your search criteria. Draw your own map boundaries to find homes in a specific area, and apply layers to view school districts, neighborhoods, zip codes, and more. The app's user-friendly design makes it easier than ever to find a home you'll love. Narrow down your search results, save your search criteria, and save your favorite homes. You can browse your saved homes in a list view that puts photos and key details, like price and square footage, right at your fingertips. Or check out your saved homes displayed on the map. 
Hey, welcome back, Fish on Northwest. Wayne England, Bill Herzog in studio. Help me out. By the way, I don't know if I thanked you for helping me out tonight in Tommy's absence. So well, absolutely my pleasure. You're here, here man. Yeah, right? You're over here fishing. You might as well yeah. hang out and do the show. Hey, I want to welcome to the show uh, Fisheries What You Need to Know, presented by Better Homes and Gardens Pacific Commons. Daryl Johnson, owner and captain at Far Corners Express Fishing Charters. If you're not familiar with him, look him up. Uh, Daryl, thanks for taking the time tonight, man. How are you doing? I'm living the dream. Yeah, you are. <laughs> uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about uh, this spring so far. Weather, weather windows of opportunity and the ability to even get out on the water. What have you, what have you kind of, you know, taken in this spring? What's it done for you? Is it spring yet? I, well, <laughs> on the calendar, apparently, they yeah. tell us it is, right? So, yeah, this was like... Uh, I don't know. Some of the old timers say this is what spring used to be like. Okay. Like, okay. Well, we don't like it. No, we do not. It's been, yeah, arduous. Mm -hmm. The ocean has not been our friend this spring. So we've had uh, way more cancellations than we've had days we were able to fish. And so, you know, we've got a bunch more halibut dates due to that. Hopefully in in June when we'll be wearing T-shirts. Well, Gerald, this is Bill. How you doing? Bill, great. Good, uh, good to hear from you. Yeah, it's always good. Every day that I hear from myself, it's always good. <laughs> but, I know the weather's, yeah, been re- exactly. weather's been really crappy. But when you've been getting out, how has the fishing been? You know, how the bottom fishing, Lincoln, uh, how's it been when you can yeah, get out? So tomorrow we're going to go offshore Lincoln fishing for the next, it looks like four or five days. We got good weather. Mm. And the fishing has been exceptional when we can get out there. Wow. Mm. Um, and, you know, big dragon dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cod. Yeah. Eating tubes. They're, they're hungry. Yeah, they are. Hey, you got those deep water days on those lingcod. And uh, yeah, kind of what's your program, Daryl? You you a live bait guy? You go catch uh, flounder first and then go yeah, after them? Or you you fish in artificials? Okay. We, we love the flounders because... It doesn't wear out our clients. Right. <laughs> and, you know, you drop down one of those, we call them Hershey bars. Okay. And, you know, you reel it up off the bottom and it struggles to find the bottom and and something comes up and swallows it, whether it's a halibut or a lingcod or big boccaccio or scary. Everything loves those things. When you say where are your clients you're referring to if you're out there dropping pipe jigs or jigging all day and just up and down, yeah. constantly working lead or something, yep. right? Okay. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. the, the amount of weight, how much weight do you really need to fish out there in deep water? And uh, you got to be using electric reels, right? When they, if it's, no, and, and that's super no, down to depth. We make our people work for it. boy. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Yeah. How much weight does it take to get those down there? It depends on currents. Yeah. Um, Anywhere from, you know, we're fishing deep water lings. We're fishing anywhere from 400 to 600 feet. Okay. And same as halibut, even up to 750, 800. Right. And, you know, you get an occasional black cod here and there. Which right. Which is a nice bonus. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. But uh, anywhere from a pound to three. Sure. It just depends on currents and wind and you know, we got those extra June dates, uh, the 28th and 30th for area two yeah, out there with actually, you. So we've got, yeah, we've got, uh, six date okay. days left in halibut. Guaranteed. Okay. Yeah. 
You got those filled yet, or you got uh, you got openings we, on those? We still have a couple of spots open on on some of those days. How do so people get a hold of you to book those uh, halibut days with you before they uh, disappear? Watuna.com. Watuna.com. Yep. Okay. That's the easiest thing. Just uh, yeah. Send us a, a email or call the number. What's the uh, what's been about the average size of halibut halibut you've been getting into this season? Pretty good. Oh, they've been all over the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, some days they're kind of on the small side. Our biggest one so far this year was right at fifty pounds. Um, you know, being a smaller six pack charter, we can be a little more selective and sure. release fish. Yeah. So we like those. You know, thirty pound. 30, 35 pounders if the ocean is willing to give those up. Mm-hmm. Uh, some days we have to sell for the, you know, the 25-ish range. But the later we get in the year, the bigger the fish get. Right. We're seeing that right now with the lingcod. The lingcod are coming up out of the deep, and every day they're getting bigger and bigger. Nice. Yeah, Daryl, I love the Jurassic fishing, the halibut, the big yeah. But, hey, man, salmon season. Just, Just around the corner. Yeah, corner my yeah, friend. Buddy. yeah, we've got a July 2nd opener coming seven days a week. We're Two so fish limit. for this. You, yeah. What are you finding out there? We talked to the local game warden who said he's talked to the some of the commercial trollers out there, and he says there yeah. are salmon everywhere. What have you the seen? Commercial fishing for salmon has been unreal. Huh. How about that? Um, and there is coho already and it's June. Yeah. We, yeah. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Uncharacteristic. I mean, when do you usually uncharacteristic? When do you usually I start mean, seeing coho? We don't see coho until mid July. They start trickling in. Right. You know, so normally we tell our clients, you know, the season normally starts in the June, early July. And we're like, you know, there's no coho around that time of year. So we do either a combo of rockfish or Dungeness crab yeah. and salmon. You get your one king and then we go target either crab or or rockfish. Well, Daryl, we said, we've been saying here that early means a lot. Mm-hmm. Usually when it talks to salmon fishing or steel, whatever, when you see fish early, that means holy smokes. Uh, yeah, hold right? on. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we had the best season we've seen in a decade, maybe last year. Yeah. And this year, our, at least our, our Chinook uh, predictions approximately the same as last year. Our coho prediction is triple. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Let's talk about that a little bit, Daryl. You and I kind of talked a little back and forth on that the other day. You know, here's here's a season that may be unprecedented that we have not seen in quite some time with a forecast of more than 200,000 more coho than we experienced last year. And as you just mentioned, last year, especially with the coho, it was lights out fishing. So oh, would, this not be, would this not be a great opportunity for WDFW to perhaps exercise the, uh, the regulation of allowing charters and uh, recreational folks go out, get your two fish and get off the water versus filtering through all those wild fish, catch and release, high mortality rate on those released fish, simply to find our hatchery fish? Would have been a great opportunity to yeah. do a test, kind of see, you know, I, like we talked before, I wish they would 
send some liaisons out on some of these charter boats just to see what's really going on in the real world. Right. I, I think it would um, really shock them to see how many fish die in release. Co- coho impact. is so delicate. They're so delicate so, when around the ocean. Yeah. It's all about impacts, right? Yeah, yeah. And the less we can impact these fish, the better off they are. The more fish we can put on the gravel, the better we are. Absolutely. Yeah. So the, the less impacts, the better. And if we keep our first two fish, it's way less impact than... You know, some days we're releasing 40 on a six-passenger boat. Yes. Wow. We're releasing 40 fish. Yeah. And now we're going to be open seven days a week yeah. uh, on, a, on a, just a lights-out fishing opportunity. It's going to – the numbers of fish that are returning are so incredible. Mm-hmm. It's going to draw folks back to the ocean that maybe have not perhaps fished in a couple of years. Yeah. We're going to see yeah. more pressure, recreational fleet. Charters are going to be booking multiple trips a day in some regards, some of the, you know, some in the fleet. And we're going to see a lot of pressure out there. And all those boats and all those rods catching and releasing wild fish to simply retain your hatchery fish. That is Don't a. Don't confuse those wild fish with unclipped. Correct. Yeah, right, unclipped. Right. We'll call them unclipped. Uh, right. So uh, the, the, the impact is going to be significant to the catch and release mortality. I have no doubt. So, Absolutely. Hey, uh, again, so folks get a hold of you either to book salmon trips that are be coming up after July 2nd in Area 2 out there in the ocean with you. Get in on some of these halibut dates and deepwater link cod. Uh, website and phone number real quick before we get out of here. Okay. Website is watuna.com. Right. If you want to call 253-606-5754, Mary will take care of you. And uh, we do river trips. We've got three guides that run river trips mm-hmm. and through December and even steelhead fishing, I'm kind of going to retire this year from steelhead. I'm done with it. Okay. Guiding. Yeah. I've well, after last year, you're going to keep fishing for steelhead. Yes. Yeah. Keep fishing for it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, oh, right. Okay. Just right, going right, to stop right. guiding because uh, they won't give you a season anyway. So that's a good, that's oh, a good dude. plan. Yeah. Wait, wait. So yeah. Slapped in the face this year. I got right. my drift boat and raft up to Forks and camp set up, and they shut us down. Shut it down. Yeah. 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 We're, we're, we're having a great six <laughs> bucks a gallon. Oh, yeah. And to tow a, right. a trailer and a I get raft it. and a boat. Got it. And yep. Yeah, not fun anymore. No, we'll just go recreational fish. How's that yeah. sound? We'll, we'll concentrate on the salmon, right. and we're smiling so hard right now, man. If we're wearing lipstick, it'd be on our ears. Oh, I cannot wait <laughs> oh, yeah. for salmon season. It's going to be fantastic. You betcha. Well, hey, we'll stay in touch. Dale Johnson, owner and captain of Far Corners Express Sports Fishing Charters. Always a pleasure to get you on the show, my friend. And uh, you know, you. be safe out there. All righty. Pray All right. for tuna. You got it. Yep, <laughs> that'll be the next conversation, bud. So, All righty. Thanks. You bet. Have a good night. That's a you bumper sticker. Yeah. Right? Pray for tuna? That's a bumper sticker. Pray for t-shirt. tuna. T-shirt. Tommy would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Tommy's been praying for tuna since he was yeah, two years old. Yeah, well, I'm praying for steelhead, and somebody <laughs> answered my prayers, maybe. <laughs> this is true. Your, oh, tr- your prayers oh. are coming true. So, Woo-hoo. All right, we are going to jump out for a quick break. You got questions or want to link up with Daryl, uh, just give us, a, give us a message here on the old 
text deal and or hit us up Facebook Messenger or uh, even on YouTube. We can uh, we can yeah, accommodate that. So can. jump out for a couple minute break. Bill, when we come back, we're going to have a conversation yes. about what's going on up north. Well. Got some interesting opportunity, both salmon and steelhead. Chinook and summer on steelhead in the same river at the same time. Some changes in management philosophies and what's going on with those runs. A little perplexing for a few, but in some regards, some of this actually makes sense. So want to know what we're talking about? Stick around. We'll be back after this break right here at Fish on Northwest. A Northwest favorite for almost 40 years, Arima boats are manufactured with pride right here in Bremerton, Washington. Arima Boats offers all of our boats with Honda outboard packages so that you can take full advantage of the reliability and five-year top-to-prop warranty from your Honda outboard. With literally thousands of Arima boats on the water throughout the Pacific Northwest, Arima boats are a proven hull design that offers incredible fuel economy and all of the amenities that a serious angler is looking for. All Arima boats are built without any structural wood materials. That is why we back our boats with a lifetime warranty. All of our Arima boats are designed to maximize deck space while also providing ample seating. Contact us today at Arima Boats for all your boating needs and let us help you get out on the water. Today, the need for quality private security services is at an all-time high. Contract Security Service provides day-to-day -day peace of mind as they protect people and property. Here at Phoenix, we provide service for multiple state and federal contracts with services ranging from uniform, patrol, alarm monitoring, canine detection, executive protection, as well as investigative work. Phoenix client management models are built on understanding our clients' security needs and responding with a tailored program that is best fit for them. Phoenix provides excellent customer service through well-trained, highly motivated security professionals. Recruiting highly qualified officers is the first step in building a strong team. Currently, we are comprised of 70% prior law enforcement and military veterans. If you are prior military or law enforcement, go to www.phoenixprotectivecorps.com and apply today. Hey, welcome back to Fish Show Northwest. Wayne England and Bill Herzog here. We are in Studio William, live as always. Yes. Uh, a couple, actually a good number of questions coming oh, in here tonight good, that we've got to pay great. attention to. Uh, Jake is asking, do I tend to stick with soft plastics for summers or more bait? So, kind of depends for me, and Bill, you can answer, uh, but uh, for me, it's all based on conditions. Like right. we were talking about earlier, we have a lot more water volume right now, so, you know, multiple... Uh, presentations is at your disposal and sure. where it's conducive to do so if it's not raging too fast and we can get the divers down and whatnot I will I will go with coon shrimp over plugs just because of years of and, finding and success the water is calmer right it's deeper yes and the fish have more time to analyze and the visibility it. yeah and bait seals the deal where oh, man you got a fish on a plastic worm and jig the other I day. did but again that water was shallower moving faster mm -hmm. the fish don't have time to really the react to react Take it or it's right gone now. kind of reaction. Yep. So when they have that, a plastic or an artificial mm -hmm. works just as good as, yeah. as any kind of bait would. But and right now with the volume water. of water, you know, if I'm presenting a uh, one-eighth ounce jig 
or I take a jiggy head and I'll put on a four inch worm right now for summer run fish. Hey, mm -hmm. their mouth is as big as a winter run fish. I'm, I'm a man. 10 pound fish, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, with the water levels and the clarity now, if we're talking 450 on our flow versus seven or 900 and uh, clarity of gin versus some nice soft green. Vodka, I hate gin. I'm gonna All probably right. go with that smaller jig presentation and colors that are conducive for clear water. Do we have full sun? Do we have clouds? Mm -hmm. That's gonna be my determining factor. Factor. Uh, with the conditions we have as of late, I'm going to put that worm on that jig head and fish that all day long because well, yeah, I feel confident that it's not going to push them away. It's going to draw them in from a distance away. And the water you're fishing is three to six feet deep. Right. And moving. Yes. Yeah. And moving. Yeah. Uh, we got another question here. Um, Somebody was asking, and I think I lost it, but they're asking what size swivel. Question for Bill. Oh, yes. Michael Fry. What size of barrel swivel or swivel are you using for your spoons? A number five, Michael. A I number use it five. on top. Yep. Oh, here's how I set them up. I'll put a number five swivel on top on a number five split ring. Yep. Then the spoon body, mm -hmm. number five split ring on the bottom, and yep. another number five swivel on the bottom. And then I'll hang my one-aught siwash off of that. Right. And what that does, what that swivel does, I learned this from commercial fishermen years ago, mm -hmm. that, with that it'll allow that hook to turn and it'll automatically lock in the corner of the fish's mouth. You miss very, very few bites that way yeah because if you just simply take that uh sidewash hook and crimp it onto your split ring mm -hmm. it, right? it'll face up it'll work i caught thousands of fish doing that but if you can make that thing turn in a cam action so it finds yeah. purchase yeah you're going to have a lot better more success so great opportunity right now up on the skycomish river talked to a couple buddies this last week uh spoke with um Spoke with Todd Daniels, Tall Tales Guide Service, and uh, Matt Chandler, Get Hooked, Northwest Guide Service. And those guys are putting time in on the water and uh, kind of fishing different areas, but interesting dynamics right now when it comes to the Sky Comish. First of all, historically, and Bill, we used to talk about this back in the day, right? right, right. On, on radio, and we would talk to those guys, and I've gone up there numerous times and fished with buddies up there for Chinook and Summer Steelhead, right. Summer Run Steelhead, at the same time. And techniques are similar, same in certain areas, but again, depends on water, mm -hmm. volume, clarity, flow, speed, all those things matter. Right sure. now, Higher than normal conditions. I don't know if you remember this or not. Skycomish is a pretty good sized river. Uh, yeah, it's a I'd refer to it as like the North Cowlitz. I yeah, mean, it's, it's size equal wise. size, right? Yeah, uh -huh. So, uh, and it's always going to run a little bit green sure, because of sure. where it, uh, where it comes from. That being said, uh, normal flows. You know, a lot of the guys have gone from side drifting to bobber dogging. I mean, they're taking clients out. They're bobber dogging mm -hmm. bait. Um, light leads, barely barely bouncing bottom. They're they're fishing the deeper holes in the pools for the Chinook, obviously. And right. then you're fishing the riffle water in the edges and the holding water that's conducive, a little shallower for your steelhead. Okay, now let's run that to this year. Yeah. That water overlaps now. So you're finding steelhead that's a good point. steelhead and Chinook and, and because of the, the lighting. Mutual housing. Yeah, yeah. They're, <laughs> the yeah. general population, Isn't right? Great. They're yeah. laying in almost the same water now. Right. Because Chinook normally need deeper water to hide their bodies. Yeah. When you've got more flow and more color, it doesn't take very much for them to feel secure. Correct. So they'll lay in the same water mm -hmm. that a summer run. They'll lay side by side right now. Yeah. The interesting thing is with higher flows, uh, just like we see in our fall and winter fisheries, when we have water that's up, fish feel safe, mm -hmm. especially the daytime and a little color in the water and there's plenty of volume. What are they doing? They're not just sitting idle, man. They're moving. Moving in group. So talking with Todd, he's finding most of his steelhead up 
higher in the system, which makes sense. Yeah, they're, they're going to the hatchery. Most of those Chinook are going to be down lower, holding in the deeper holes and mm-hmm. just kind of, but now with this rising water, the Chinook will get on the move too. But typically right now, in this last week before this current rain that we're seeing, those steelhead are going to be upriver, and you're going to look for that steelhead looking water. You're going to sure. fish, as we express, those riffles, those runs, those areas that are conducive, shallower water, not so mm-hmm. much flow, steelhead are lazy, you're going to find them in there. Bobber dogging, eggs, and the other interesting thing is you approach this river targeting both Chinook and Coho, excuse me, Chinook and Steelhead. Yeah. You want to have multiple bait options with you, something with a little hotter cure to it on some of your eggs, right? Something with a little more sulfide base. For the kings. For the kings. Right. Mm-hmm. You're talking about Steelhead, probably want something a little bit sweeter. Something, you know, it could be the same color. Believe it or not, those fish can decipher between sweetness and sulfites. And so if you're running through those deeper edges, those deeper pools, want to entice those Chinook, you're going to throw something out there with a little hotter bait, a little more sulfite. Sure. Get up in those upper stretches. If I'm throwing bait, I'm going to go ahead and uh, put something out there with a little sweet, a little more sugar. Yep. Remember, too, these Chinook are really snappy. They are. They're amazing yep. biters. When they first come in like that in that higher water and they're moving, they have not been hammered on right. fresh fish. Yep. They'll, they'll bite really Darn near anything that looks good, but they'll take the hotter, the hotter cure, sure. So but what they'll, what they'll is going on as it pertains to the dynamics of this fishery and these fish hatchery or non-clipped? What are they doing managing these fisheries and the changes that have come about? Well, let's talk about the sealhead. First of all, a couple of years ago, they... Uh, had, a, had a cease and desist order of no more planting Skamania strain steelhead. Mm. This is one of those watersheds where they've recognized that, hey, the future is broodstock of wild strain because, well, there's a lot of reasons for it. Now, it, at first out of the gate, it's a big punch in the arm. It sure. sucks. It's like, man, our hatchery program's gone. Um, we no longer get to go after these fish we've been accustomed to going after for 50 years, and now they're just going to quit planting them. So, as we transition to a broodstock program based off of the wild genetics within system, within basin, right, right. it takes time to build that. Mm-hmm. Your return rate of fish is only as good as, well, what the ocean of Mother Nature is allowing. And we know the last couple of years, it's been pretty, pretty poor. Been so, horrible. Yeah. yeah. So the egg take for broodstocking on this program has been a little lackluster. Slowly in a, building. In arrears. They figure it's going to be a five or six turnaround, five or six year turnaround to really bolster a decent return. And that's of, best case scenario. Yeah, that's best case scenario. Right. Okay. Now, ideally, much like we've uh, experienced down in Oregon, go down there and fish with Buddy Kyle Bushelman, have exposed what these broodstock programs do. We saw that in the Solduck up here, too. Absolutely. For mm-hmm. years, yeah, right? Until they moved right. it. Mm-hmm. Um you know, you get a certain amount of fish above escapement needs on your wild component. Now you can start taking these broodstock hatchery fish and clipping them, allowing for recreational take. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. You're replacing your hatchery stock with an in-basin genetic strain of fish that doesn't compete but is alongside of. What happens? You get a couple strays of these marked fish. We get to that point where we're marking fish. A couple of those strays don't go back to the hatchery. They actually spawn in the gravel with the natural fish. Guess what? No same, big deal. Same genetics. Doesn't Bring matter. Bring it on. Right? Bring it on. The conflict has been, and the, the wild fish groups have filed lawsuits, and all the things we've gone through the last five, six, eight years has come to this, right? And we've been advocating for broodstocking for a number of years. And if we have certain river systems where they're going to implement these changes and this is the goal as long as it moves forward we're successful in broodstocking getting egg take and we can look down the road to say hey 
we have enough fish now, we're gonna mark a certain percentage of these fish. Sure. So that we do have a reason, you know, for persons to come and enjoy and be able to target these fish. You have your catch and release component, mm -hmm. you have your retention component, it's a brood stock program. It's going good, this is what we want. Absolutely. What's happening on the Chinook front? Well, hmm. part of the Orca Task Force was, you know, hey, we're supposed to see 50 million more fish getting planted throughout the Puget Sound region. Skycomish system is one of those rivers that is receiving a bump in finances and fish that are going into the I, system. I believe it's the Stillaguamish, the, the Snohomish, yes. the Snohomish system in general with the Stillaguamish also. Yes, absolutely, mm -hmm. thank you. Uh, four, four to 4.5 million, I forget the exact number Todd told me, it's 4.3, anyway, in excess of four million. And then these are summer Chinook, right? Well, he gave me a number, and I, I guess I would have to break that down more, but the long and short of it is the uh, forecast for this year returning collectively for the Skycomish system um, in, in overall is uh, nine to 11,000 Chinook. Wow. Okay. If we have any rivers down here in this region that have nine to 11,000 Chinook you know, returning, people would be uh, you know, extremely excited. I hear those numbers like that and I'm like, man, are you kidding me? What an opportunity now, is that just a summer snook program or you know these early fall fish or is it gonna be later into the season? Is it all inclusive? If it's all inclusive, great. We got Chinook returning from June to, to November, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, front edge of November. That is a lot of months, five months right. of Chinook opportunity in the Skycomish system. I mean, that is fantastic. So, you know, we have talked about it for years. We've, we've recognized these programs that are, that are to be implemented. We've, you know, sat there and listened to, oh, what's coming out of Inslee's, you know, Orca Task Force? Is it going to be positive? Well, we have Chinook being released in parts of Puget Sound out of net pens. Mm -hmm. uh, we, have, we have Chinook increases in certain basins and rivers and tributary hatchery programs. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to start seeing the return on some of these fish that were planted a few years ago. It's time for a few of these fish to start coming back. And if you start catching beautiful, bright, hatchery, summer Chinook, mm -hmm. it kind of takes the sting up the steelhead a little bit until we get that going again. It, it, that, it, that, that's a nice filler. It does. You know? It does. And we have a number of these systems that are going to be you know, bumped over the next several years. Outstanding. I hope that's uh, the direction we continue to go. I, I, you know, I've been on board. Tommy's been on board. Yep, let's feed the orcas. Oh Absolutely, let's feed the orcas. But you know, they don't. They, they kind of they look at uh, fish with a, fish with an extra adipose. They don't really like those. So let's make sure we mark a lot of these fish, and then put them out there so the orcas yeah. eat all them. You know, that's hatchery it. fish because that's really yeah. that's really what it's all about. It's about the orcas, right? So uh, anyway, nudge, nudge, know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So you know, we'll rely on some of these guys that continue to fish those systems to see how they perform. Sure. We'll keep tabs on what's going on up there. But I'm excited about some of the changes coming about. And so far, like according to Todd, he has said, hey, man, this is some of the better steelhead fish in the upper stretches he has seen in a few years. And does this sound familiar? It's a it's, very it, familiar it's, thing. It's not just one place. It's a dozen. Yeah. Right. And as you mentioned at the start of the show, Oregon is receiving kind of the same yeah, yeah. Uh, return in some regards on some of their systems right I now. I got guys down there who are PMing me on Facebook right. saying, Bill, you got to come down. Yeah. Because uh, last year we couldn't catch a steelhead. The year before that, very few. And the year before that, yep. this year, they're everywhere and they're bigger. Look at the ones we've been running into. They are just magnificent. Very it's healthy. Just, big see, bellies on them. Stuff full. You, you, you got to yep. make me settle down now because I'm start talking about summer runs and I'm going to go crazy. Uh, hey, Paul <laughs> Vesey is asking, How's fishing on the Willapaw for spring kings? For those that didn't know, that? I, I, received, I received an email and I just was kind of like, yeah, I don't know if we have time to talk about this or not. That's crazy. And I forget the exact date. But there is a one-day opportunity for spring Chinook on the Willapaw River. 
I don't have the date, but <laughs> wow. just the fact that they had fired off an email to say, hey, ample return, opportunity, Spring Chinook opportunity on the Willapaw River. Again, part of <laughs> the Orca Task Force yeah. plan. If you think yeah. about this, which completely makes sense, and we are on board, um, you know, last check with the hatchery modifications they've done on the Puyallup system, mm-hmm. we have uh, we have opportunities there. They're going to be releasing uh, uh, 900,000 springers up there. I mean, some of these numbers are a mind blow. The interesting thing is, and it makes sense, look, orcas don't just feed in the fall and winter. You know, historically, before we screwed everything up, we had spring Chinook out of a number of these rivers throughout the Puget Sound region and south of here, right? Sure, and there were lots of them in Puget Sound way back when. And so these these uh, these orcas were feeding on Chinook in the Puget Sound region almost year round because yeah. of run timing, sure. right? Summer came. Well, look at the blackmouth fishing we used to have yes. in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, very. So good. yeah, when uh, when Paul puts that out there, Willapaw River and Spring Chinook in the same sentence. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. It's uh, it's kind yeah. of a mind blow, but I can't see can't wow. wait to see what the future holds in that regard. Just mm-hmm. another opportunity, along with a lot of the other ones we mentioned, man. You know, I'm. I'm getting darn, you know, pretty darn excited about a lot of this stuff I'm reading and things happening and ocean conditions. And the more we talk about this, and then, of course, of course you know, with social media, we see persons' uh, success out there on the water, right, whether right, it's right. on Puget Sound, on the ocean, or in the Where, rivers. Wherever, it's everywhere. It's fantastic. Now, isn't this the most wonderful thing? Because of the big bag that we had to eat of garbage that, <laughs> yes. we, that we had to eat all winter long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And after we, yeah. we sat there and it just, you know, yep. oh, so bummed yep. out. And we get all this wonderful opportunity after that. Pretty exciting. Well, we bloody deserve it, yeah, man. Absolutely. That's all I'm saying. Yep. Going to turn the corner here. Weather's going to improve. Yeah. Fishing opportunities abound. I just can't even wait to get the boat back on the lake here and see what our kokanee are doing. Haven't even hardly talked kokanee this year because it's been so doggone cold. By this time last year, we were roping them in out here, man. They were big fatties, 14, 15-inch kokanee, and uh, doing fantastic. I tend to believe they're out there. I just well, need to get past this cold weather and get out there and get them. I know on the east side, the kokanee fishing has been really Lights good. Lights out. Yes, Big fish, too. Another great Healthy. year. Another great year. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, Going to jump out for a quick break. We come back. Don't go anywhere. we got a prize pack to give away. A few announcements of some ongoing events coming up that you're going to want to pay attention oh, yeah. to. Lots of good stuff happening here in the Northwest. Thanks for joining us tonight. We'll be back in a couple minutes after this break right here at Fish on Northwest. Sportco and Outdoor Emporium is the largest local outfitter in the Northwest since 1975, providing thousands of people affordable outdoor gear. Make your next outdoor adventure more affordable by shopping at our warehouse-style pricing. We are a local Scotty dealer, offering sales, service, and repair. Located in Fife and Seattle, come visit us today. The outdoors await you. It's easier than ever to browse homes and connect with an agent on the go with Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate's mobile app. With the app, your home search is synced across all of your devices, so you can pick up your home search anytime, anywhere. Take full advantage of an enriched, mobile-optimized map search experience. Use location services to quickly find homes near you that match your search criteria. Draw your own map boundaries to find homes in a specific area, and apply layers to view school districts, neighborhoods, zip codes, and more. The app's user-friendly design makes it easier than ever to find a home you'll love. Narrow down your search results, save your search criteria, and save your favorite homes. You can browse your saved homes in a list view that puts photos and key details, like price and square footage, right at your fingertips. 
or check out your saved homes displayed on the map. Hey, welcome back to Fish Out Northwest here as we wind down and close out the show. Some good questions coming up here, Bill. Uh, Shane Vanderlinda was making a comment. Hey, when you taught me to spoonfish, you mm -hmm. were using a two-aught hook. Now you've gone to a one-aught. What's the deal? Well, every company's sizes are objective, right? Right, right. And the two-aught that I used to use is almost the exact same size as the one-aught I'm using now. Right. So it's the same size hook. Mm -hmm. I go by how it looks. Whoever size the manufacturer says, it doesn't mean anything to me. I make it match the size of the spoon. Yeah, that's probably best uh, best case scenario there. Yeah. Uh, Michael Fry was making a mention of the fact that he seems to be catching a lot more fish in that area 13, you know, bottom end of 11, but as he's truly in area 13, right. possibly secondary to the amount of net pen fish that I had mentioned earlier, you know, released right. to the ochre program. Now, you got to understand, some of these fish are released in river, hatchery boosted programs. Some of them are net pen raised and released. They don't really have a, an exact return location uh, imparted in their they head, right? They kind of where to General go. General idea. And the thing is, uh, when I talk to persons who are overseeing this program, they're not really concerned about strays because they pulled genetic strain from, say, Puyallup-based fish or Nisqually-based fish, which we all know pretty much the same when they screwed it all up back in the day with the Green River strain of oh Chinook and Puget Sound. So yeah. strays are not an issue. Um, and some of these fish will just mill around out there in Puget Sound for a while. And I think we're starting to see a little bump in that regard. Some of these fish coming back. Um, have just been simply put out there for, you know, orca feeding. And apparently yeah. too many of them. Well, you know, it, 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 it helps <laughs> us out for sure. Yeah. Um, hey, CCA, uh, we're going to get to this prize pack here in a little bit, but CCA is uh, uh, hosting their uh, ninth annual Pete Floor Memorial Wenatchee Salmon Derby. Okay, uh, Coastal Conservation is proud to announce the ninth annual Pete Floor Memorial Wenatchee Salmon Derby is returning to the shores of the Columbia River July 15th and 16th of this year. We encourage all anglers, all ages, and skill levels to participate in this amazing conservation event. Uh, CCA of Washington. This year's derby features over $7,500 in cash prizes in addition to exciting raffles and more. For more information and purchase of tickets, Bill, simply yeah. go to Wenatchee Salmon Derby. Dot com ninth annual gets a there. yep gets a pretty good uh, turnout lots of folks showing up mm -hmm. to participate in that hey something else that's going on and uh, you are going to be part of we as well what? here at Fish on Northwest are going mm -hmm. to be part of uh, it is the first annual uh, mm -hmm. Larry Stamp he's been on the show before Rods and Reels in Need mm -hmm. fantastic gentleman he does so much for persons in need of fishing gear and especially kids right. Really does an amazing job collecting all this gear, getting it out to people. He drives for hours to go deliver fishing gear to a mom and some kids. I mean, the stories this guy has is a mind blow. It's uh, hold back the tears when he starts talking because it really oh, is, so, really is so uh, cool. heartwarming what he's doing. Lots of effort. Well, he decided to put together a fishing expo, yep. okay, all on his own, and he's been building this thing. And let me tell you, he's got persons coming out in support of this. Beautiful thing, it's going to be right here in Thurston County, mm -hmm. right? Just down the street from us here at the uh, Fish on Northwest Studios. So, Rods and Reels of Need presents the first annual 2022 Fish Expo, Saturday, June 18th at the Thurston County Fairgrounds in Olympia. Don't know where it is. Pull it up on your maps and get in your car and get there. 10 a.m., the gate's open. Uh, admission is... Uh, $5, and kids 12 and under are free. And there is a lot of things going on. 
Lots of uh, different vendors are going to be there. It's got boats on display. It's going to have food trucks, trout pond for the kids, tackle, rods, reels, gear. Fish on Northwest is going to be there. We're setting up a booth. We'll be selling a ton of our clothing items, a lot of our swag, uh, hats, all kinds of stuff. Pretty much what we do at the Sportsman Shows anyway. What's really nice, we're going to be here in Thurston County in our backyard. So all our local folks can come on out there and say hi. Come check out our booth. Check out our clothing items. Shing does an amazing job. You are going to be there doing a presentation. I'm going to be talking about trout jigging. Something I've been loving. Yeah, you've been killing it with trout jigging. Yes. I, I've been tying my own jigs and doing all this yep. fun stuff. Yep. I'm going to talk about how to fish rivers, mostly how to fish lakes, but it's a, it's a one, one-stop, do-all kind of thing that anybody can really do. Right. It's easy to do. It's yep. a one-knot-and-let's-rock kind of a thing, right? <laughs> one-knot-and-let's-rock. And, and here yeah. the, when I'm going to do my little seminar, well, while I'm there, the first person that comes up to me and tells me who my favorite rock band of all time is, mm-hmm. gets six beautiful hand-tied jigs by me. First person that comes up and asks me that question. Favorite rock band of all time. Oh, that's right. And if you've been following Herzog long enough, you will know the answer to this question. Uh, I I could uh, I could throw that out there right now. Do I get the jigs, or you are you just going to hand me some of those? You probably get some anyway. So yeah, probably. Yeah. And I'll be at, I'll be at your booth. Uh, the show's booth most of the yes, time. Yes, you will. You'll you be hanging come, out? Yep. Yeah, I'll be hanging out. Yep. Come by and say yep. hi. Signing autographs and the whole deal. Um, yeah, we got tons of stuff to sell. Love to see people walking away with our FHN swag. And mm-hmm. like I said, Shing's got tons of it. Uh, you will be there putting on the seminar. Yeah, maybe yeah. twice for people that get there early and then yeah, later and, on in the and afternoon. And if you come ask me questions, I'll just keep it going all day oh, long. Oh, yeah, we'll if just keep talking. Questions, yep. I'm there all day long. Yep, yep, trout jigging. You got it. Yeah. yeah. So lots of uh, lots of <laughs> twisted sister. Yeah. Yep. You got it. Uh, Justin Martin says he'll be there, possibly nude. Uh, that is uh, something we don't want to see. And then uh, other folks are excited <laughs> about the beer garden. So it's uh, we're raining it in here. Yeah. Yep, yeah. You don't know. Oh, Shing says <laughs> Justin Martin. Of course you will. <laughs> Doesn't surprise us. So all right, time to give a prize pack giveaway. This is a fish on Northwest Max Lure. Huge contributor on this trout and kokanee lures and all types of uh, got some dodgers in there oh, potsky okay. corn yeah. got some fhn swag and decals uh, pretty nice price pack. got a bait a rag oh, yes yeah. absolutely uh this is for the first person on our uh chat here that is going to chime in with the number that's just simply how we do it here pick a number between one and two hundred Already told Herzog what the number is. Got it written down here on the sheet. Mm-hmm. One and two hundred. Number between one and two hundred. Bill, the first person that throws that up there, or gets he, closest. No, <laughs> right? No, they're gonna nail it. What so. if, what if nobody gets it. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Shane Vanderlyn put seven seven seven. Apparently, he went to public school and cannot count. Or he gambles a lot. Yeah. So sure. uh, <laughs> he triple seven. <laughs> oh man, this is flying here. We're trying to keep up. Uh, is it Kogut? Yep, Zach Koga was the first one to hit 104. Had a number of folks get on there, but Zach was definitely... Oh, Jay, right behind Zach. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Jay. All right, Zach. Hey, message is up here, um, either Facebook or via Messenger there mm-hmm. on... Uh, on uh, YouTube, I see your watch on YouTube. So, Zach, give us uh, give us a phone number 
indoor uh, means of contacting you and we will get this price back on its way here within this next week. Thanks for playing. So, all right, Bill, any yes. final words, any final thoughts? Well, my final thought is by golly, go fishing. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're experiencing, we're experiencing uh, water conditions and, and fish runs and opportunities right now that I honestly cannot remember since the 80s. Yes, and I would agree. And it's been spectacular. And you get out there. If you've got a lawn to mow, it can wait. Anything can wait. Get out there. Take the kids. Just get out there and go fish, guys. The weather. That's advantage of this. Once this rain's done, yeah. I, I think we're finally, as we talked with Daryl earlier, we're oh, going to get into baby. some weather that's going to be dialed. Whether you're going to yeah. be on Puget Sound and some of the areas that uh, give you an option. We still got some uh, shrimping dates out of Hood's Canal coming mm -hmm. up here. We have uh, plenty of lakes that are open and starting mm -hmm. to warm up and really crank up on our trout and kokanee fishing. Mm -hmm. um, as also we have walleye opportunity on the east side is starting to heat up. Yes, with, we, uh, we get starting to get that bump in temperature, especially mm -hmm. on the east side. And so we need that 60 degrees and a lot of these um, uh, bodies of water for them wallet to get real active and that is starting to happen as well. So mm -hmm. lots of opportunity. Love this time of year. So much to do. What do you always say? Frozen with indecision. Frozen with indecision. Right? Okay. That's what I'm talking about. I well, got two words for you. Summer run steelhead. Yeah. Yeah, two yeah, words. Right. Summer run, seal it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, thanks for hanging out tonight, bud. Good my, my pleasure. times as always. I love it, being here, bro. It cost me a bag of eggs, but it I was did. willing to do it. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Well worth the price. All right. Thanks for uh, tuning in tonight, everybody. Hope we uh, hope we enlightened you with a few things. Had a blast, of course, as we do each and every week. Be sure to visit us on our Facebook page. Follow us, please, if you have not. Like our page. Jump over to our YouTube channel and subscribe. Help us build those numbers. And check out our, uh, our uh, webpage. And go to our store, buy some swag. Keep this thing going before the wheels fall off. Get have one of these sweatshirts right here. There you He's go. Amazing. The swag is amazing. Yeah. All right, have a great week. We'll see you here next Thursday, live as always, 6 p.m. from the studios right here, Fish on Northwest. Have a good night. Hey, thanks for joining us here on the Fish on Northwest weekly podcast. I want to remind everyone that you can catch our weekly live stream show on our Facebook page and, of course, our YouTube channel every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. West Coast time. You'll get our insightful in-studio interviews, our extremely detailed how-to segments in the bait lab, the infield segments we bring to you when we're on the water or in the woods, and of course, our amazing cooking recipes in the kitchen with co-host Sherry England and chef Jeff Maxfield. Give us a follow on our Facebook page at Fish Hunt Northwest. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel at Fish Hunt NW. Find us on Twitter and Instagram, and finally, Go to our webpage at www.fishhuntnw.com for all the latest and greatest info. Join us each week here on our podcast. Join us each week at our live production. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.